We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki, to another episode of Scam Squad. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you, Patty. Good to be here. And you have a guest today? I do have a guest. Her name is Carol, and she called the fraud hotline to report a situation where she almost was scammed. So, Carol, welcome to Scam Squad. It's so good to have you. Tell us how this whole thing unfolded. How did it all start? I was at work, and I was quite busy at work with with my clients, and I received a message from our receptionist that the sheriff's department had called and a Sergeant Colbert had asked for me to call him back. And so I thought this must be important. And I called back and I was told that there was a bench warrant out on me because I had missed a hearing. When you called back, did he identify himself as Sergeant Colbert or whatever name he had given? Yes, he did. Okay. And so he told you that he was the sergeant, he was from the sheriff's office, and that you needed to come in right away to get this taken care of. And he directed you to the sheriff's department. Is that correct? That's correct. I was given the address of the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department. Okay. Well, that made it sound very legitimate. So what happened then? I was on the phone, and he told me that I needed to get in right away, and so I let him know that I would cancel my clients for the afternoon. I was leaving the office, and I was headed to the sheriff's department, and he then told me that he wanted to stay on the line with me because I was calling from work, and that he wanted my cell phone so that we would stay on the line until I made it to the sheriff's office. And so how did you arrange that? Did you give him your cell phone number? Not only did I give him my cell phone number, I gave him my husband's cell phone number because I wanted to notify my husband that something was up that seemed very strange and I was concerned about it. Yeah, of course. So what happened then? He then called my husband and I could hear a a small portion of that conversation and that he said he had my husband on the line and then I couldn't hear anything else and I just told him to let my husband know that I was headed to the sheriff's department but I didn't hear anything more from my husband after that. So did you hear your husband's voice or anything that would make you believe that he actually was on the line or were you just going on trust at that point? I think I was going on trust. I really do. Although I did find out that he did call my husband and my husband had a conversation with him that I could not hear. Okay. So he actually called your husband. What happened after that? He kept me on the line. I told him I was headed to the sheriff's department, and he told me that there was a fine that I needed to pay. And I asked him how much, and he said, well, there's actually two fines. One is for $750, and the other is for, I believe it was $450, and that I could not pay with a check or a credit card, that I needed to bring in cash. 
And I thought that was very strange, but because I was headed to the sheriff's department, I then proceeded to go to my bank and withdraw $750. I actually withdrew more than that just because I thought I might need it for some reason. And at that point, I told him that I had the money and I was headed to the sheriff's department. And then he told me that I needed to go to Ralph's and get a voucher. And at that point, I realized that I was involved in what I called and told him was a big fat scam. You use those words with him, I think this is a big fat scam? I did. Okay. How did he react to that? He then said, you need to do this or we're going to send out a patrol vehicle and we are going to arrest you. Oh, boy. Wow. They just pulled out all the stops, didn't they? And at that point, I was so flustered, I said, go ahead. Yeah. If that's what you need to do, I'm headed to the sheriff's department. If that's what you need to do, then then go ahead and arrest me. But that's where I'm headed. But I was so flustered that I actually drove to the chip office and then told a chip officer, at which time he then said to me, this is a scam. And the person on the other end of the line, who was not Sergeant Colbert, hung up. Aha. Uh-huh. And then I then did head to the sheriff's department to report this. Good. What did this scammer tell your husband? He told my husband that there was a bench warrant out on me that I had missed a hearing. And he said a few other things to where my husband immediately felt that it was a scam and told him as such. But I did not hear that part of the conversation. I wonder if your husband was frantically trying to get a hold of you this whole time that you were on your cell phone to let you know, hey, it's a scam. Don't believe this guy. He was. He was. I could see him calling me, but I was too concerned about losing contact with the other person on the phone, which in hindsight, I know is exactly what I should have done. Tell me, what were the red flags? What were some things that you now realize would have clued you in that this, in fact, was a scam? Asking for cash and then telling me to go to Ralph's and getting a voucher, number two. That was the clincher. Mm -hmm. If I look back on this, when I got the message from our front office, I should have called the sheriff's department for myself, not using this number, because I've then been told that the number could actually look like the sheriff's phone number, but in essence, you are not calling the sheriff's department seen email scams or getting information regarding bank or that someone has, you know, been arrested or whatnot via email, I always was able to identify them as such and and never responded to those. But I think because I was at work and I was really busy and I got the notice from our receptionist, I made an assumption that there was a sergeant from the sheriff's department who needed to talk to me. And so I called that number versus going online and looking up the sheriff's department number and calling that number instead of the number that was given to me. I think that's what anybody would have done. If you get a phone call from somebody claiming to be an actual sheriff's deputy and needing a call back, of course you would call the number that they provided. And in fact, there is somebody at the sheriff's department that has a name very close to the one that you were given. 
So the first thing that the scammers did that was pretty clever was to use somebody's actual name, a deputy's actual name or a very close second to that name. And of course, they did what every scammer tries to do. They put pressure on you, act quickly. There's a bench warrant out. Something bad is going to happen. You have to come in right away. They don't give you time to think. And then the fact that he actually called your husband after you said, well, I want to alert my husband to this person posing as a deputy actually called your husband, which made it even more believable that he was the real guy. So, Carol, I'm just so thankful that you figured this out ahead of time and that you weren't a victim. It's just too bad that you had to cancel those appointments with your clients. I really appreciate the fact that you were willing to come on the show and share this because I happen to know via my fraud hotline that this is a scam that's happening all over the county now. To the extent that you were able to share your experience and warn others, you've really done a great public service. And again, don't consider yourself a victim. You were not. You figured this out in time. If I can save someone the stress that I experienced just from that phone conversation and obviously not to give any money to anybody soliciting money. And since this has happened, people that I know tell me about similar types of fraud where they actually did lose money. And so I know that this does happen to a lot of people and we just have to really be on the alert for these types of phone calls and not use the phone number that's given to us, but research the phone number ourselves and never think that we need to use cash as a way to settle some type of fine. Absolutely. Very, very good points. And I, in fact, know somebody, in fact, a young person who was caught up in this scam and Interestingly enough, the numbers were the same. She was told that there were two different fines she had to pay, one $700 and one $400. And unfortunately, she believed this person and paid both of them. Oh, so, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. So it happens. People fall for it. Thank goodness you didn't. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us your experience and also some very good tips about what to do if you get one of these calls. Yeah, once you get a call like this or you've had this experience, you will be on the alert always from that point on. All right, thank you so yep. much. I so appreciate it. I've had scam calls come in, Vicki, where I figured out it's a scam and I say, no, uh, you're a scammer, but would you like to be a guest on Scam Squad? Oh, that's great. Yes. <laughs> That's and that's great. where you hear the line go dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> accepted my offer. Anyway, oh, well, it was great perfect. talking to Carol and Vicki. I look forward to another great episode next week. Thank you. Okay. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.